Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by my better half, my partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock from beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Bo, how are you, sir? I'm great, man. Excited to talk some Arizona Cardinals football. We always appreciate everybody joining us, whether it's live at 4 p.m. or wherever you find your podcasts. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Leave that five-star rating, that review. It's beautiful. You're a beautiful person if you do that for us. It, uh, it goes further than you would even imagine. What's up, Isaiah? See you in the chat. Everybody joining us this afternoon. Got a lot to talk about. We do. And, it's you know, we talk about growing the channels, Bo just mentioned, and growing the pod. And we have done that, I, I would argue, this offseason in spite of the Arizona Cardinals for the very reason <laughs> we're going to talk today, and that is because of the lack of news and information, the lack of transactions, if you will. We got a small taste of that in March. They made a couple tweaks here and there, you know, of unfortunate tragedy that happened with Jeff Gladney, but that was their mm-hmm. only multi-year contract they gave out to an external free agent. We had the Hollywood Brown news, which was fantastic during the draft. But outside of that, it's been a lot of nothing. Daryl Williams here and there. So we sit here at Bo Brock. It is roughly mid-July. Training camp is right around two weeks today. I think veterans report on the 26th, which is exactly two weeks from today. We don't have any time time signings to speak of. I'm a little bit concerned. I was looking at the best available free agency list. We'll get to that in a second. But I mean, what do you think about this movement or lack thereof as it relates to the Cardinals? Because it's not like they don't have holes to fill on this mm-hmm. roster. No, they don't. I remember they do. I absolutely do have holes, holes to fill on this roster. I mean, in, in some key positions. I mean, when you look at the pass rush, what's up, Chris? I see in the chat as well. What's You get the cornerback position, the tragedy with Jeff Gladney. Even with Jeff Gladney on the roster, it seemed like it was a position that I don't think anybody was comfortable with moving forward. Uh, the offensive line could always use some upgrades. Um, so, you know, it's been a, as far as Steve Kime, his tenure since 2013, the guy has consistently churned the roster. You know, no matter if they had a, a ton of success, you know, 10, 6, 11 and 5, 13 and 3. You know, he's always looking to make some tweaks, and he, he really kind of uh, wanted to keep the status quo for the most part as far as the stars on this team outside of the addition of Hollywood Brown. It's it's really it's, it's unprecedented as far as the Kime tenure. That's why I got to imagine, you know, this team is going to be active between now and the start of the season because I think a lot of NFL players, especially veterans, are wise to the CBA, and it doesn't benefit them to get in now like what does it benefit a veteran to sign put his name on a contract now and have to go through the whole rigmarole of showing up when vets are supposed to show up go through training camp when you know there are guys out there that you could put ink to paper on a new contract and they could be you know promised the significant snaps on a team that's gonna buy for a playoff spot this this year Via over the cap right now, it's not like the Cardinals don't have funds to spend. They've got about $11 million in cap space. And again, like if you're not going to use that now, what are you waiting for? And that is coupled with the, the idea of the notion that we believe Kyler Murray is just days away from signing this massive extension that will free up conceivably even more money in 2022. So you could be looking at a scenario in which, you know, DJ Humphreys has got a cap hit of $20 million this year, just under 
you can extend him, get even more money. Like there, there are free agents to be had, and nobody right now, save for maybe like an Indomitian Sue or Odell Beckham, we're going to talk about the best available free agents remaining here in a little bit. But like nobody's going to command more than the vet minimum or just slightly above. And so Cardinals could go out and make four or five moves if if they were so desired. I think we probably passed the point, and I could be wrong, Bo, outside of Kyler Murray, where it feels like any other extension is imminent. I don't know if mm-hmm. we're going to get a Jalen Thompson extension or a Humphreys extension or anything like that. Um, and so Low Tone Capone says, did my best to pry away myself from uh, Prime Day, uh, not Deion Sanders Prime, but Amazon Prime Day. I did some dabbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife uh, had her eye on a uh, shaved ice machine that I reluctantly co- committed to. Because uh, it is a hundred and a million degrees in Phoenix, so that'll be waiting for us when we when we come back. Hopefully, nobody steals that off my doorstep. But let's go, Adley, if we could. Let's look at the best available free agents on the market right now. Notable free agents for our audio only listeners: Odell Beckham, a lot of wide receivers, Trey Flowers, defensive end, who I think could absolutely help this team. Once upon a time, stand up for the Patriots, kind of flamed out with the Lions, but frankly, who doesn't? J.C. Treader, Bo Brock, offensive center. That could be in route. We, we think maybe if Rodney Hudson opts to retire, Will Fuller, Hopkins' old running mate in Houston, Julio Jones, which was the talk of the town last offseason, Anthony Barr, could he play inside? Could he play outside linebacker? Sheldon Richardson, defensive tackle, I would like that, as well as Ndamukong Sue, And then Kevin King, former bust uh, as a cornerback, he's a free agent as well. So you look at this list, Bo, any of these make sense for the Cardinals or multiple? Yeah, multiple of uh, these available free agents would make sense for the Arizona Cardinals, including Flowers and, and, and Treader. And I think those are guys that the Arizona Cardinals have to take a serious look at. And Kevin King, I know, you know, obviously on a big stage, he got toasted and, and he's remembered for that. But he's a guy that I think is a veteran, you know, NFL caliber corner that could play some significant snaps for this defense. While guys like Marco Wilson continue to get up to speed because we don't expect you know, we expect a big jump from Marco Wilson, huge jump. But even with that, you know, he's got a long way to go after a pretty tough rookie year as a fourth round pick out of Florida. Um, you know, it, the, the one thing that the Arizona Cardinals do possess, I mean, as, as we talk here, where you're not going to have to spend much more than the veteran minimum, is that they're going to have the ability to go over the top. Over, it's not going to be an even playing field as far as when you're dealing with the Rams or you're dealing with the Bucks or other NFC teams that are viewed as contenders. The Arizona Cardinals, I mean, if Rodney Hudson retires, Johnny, I mean, $20 million, that's a ton of cap space to have right now. It's almost irresponsible to have that much cap space at this yes. point in the offseason because you can't take it with you to the next season. It's just different. Your money your money's committed uh, you know, differently to different seasons in the NFL. And to have this much, it's just like, what, what the hell happened this offseason? You really didn't have a pulse of your team, and you didn't have a pulse of what you could do, who you could go out there and, and realistically get. You're just way off. And, uh, you know, that that falls on the shoulders of Steve Kahn. It's concerning, too. A lot of these guys, it's like, do they want to play this year? Like, does J.C. Treader want to play football? Isn't he like the president of the Players Association? Those guys tend to get wrapped up in those responsibilities. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't want to play. And Dominican Sue sounds like he needs to be courted back to the playing field. And then, you know, these guys are free agents for a reason. Trey Flowers to me is the one that stands out, you know, JC Treader aside, because I feel like if we assume, and we should, that Rodney Hudson's going to retire, like Treader becomes indo facto the number one target that you have to go get. It's just, it's a, a, a complete liability for Kime 
not to go out and get a capable center, and, he, and he's staring you in the face. But let's assume Rodney Hudson, in this dream scenario, does show up to camp, Bo Brock, on July 26th. Trey Flowers, to me, would make a ton of sense. Former fourth-round pick of the Patriots, a standout for Bill Belichick. I think averaged like seven sacks or so until he went to Detroit, kind of flamed out a little bit. The Cardinals did that once upon a time. They picked up Devon Kennard before um, he signed with somebody else, and, and he was a former Lion. Um, but the difference between he and somebody like Trey Flowers is Trey Flowers is a true edge rusher where it feels like Devon Kennard is kind of playing out of position a little bit. I just would rather flush that position room with capable bodies. And I don't think the Cardinals have enough of those right now at outside linebacker. And then you look at the receiver group and I'll probably get heat for this, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't expect much from AJ green. I I know Deandre Hopkins is gone for six games. We don't know what kind of D hop we're going to get. I love the Rondell Moore hype, but he hasn't stayed healthy since what? 2017 through 2018. I mean, like Will Fuller to me, just bring him into camp, see what he can do. Right. Maybe he's a one trick pony, but right now, the Cardinals receivers can't separate worth a shit, right? They PFF graded them before the Hollywood Brown trade as having the worst separating receivers in the NFL, mm. I think, since Kyle Murray entered the league. So it's like, let him come and, and screw around in the preseason and see what he can do when you throw the bird on his helmet and let him run around and see if he can acclimate himself to this team. Maybe he can beat Antoine Wesley out. I don't know. But like, those are the kind of moves I would like to see. Jordan P in the chat says Robert Quinn for our third-round comp pick. And a fifth, I think Jordan P, that would get it done. Chicago Bears supposedly are only asking for a second or third. But, I mean, again, there have been ample opportunities, guys that aren't on this list anymore that have been available for next to nothing that have been swooped up by Pittsburgh or Baltimore or or whatever. And now we're just kind of left to wonder, Bo, and we'll talk about this in segment two, like, is the time time signing, is that over and done with? And I don't mean, like, one-year flyer guys like James Conner last year in March, but, like, it's been a hot minute since we've got like a true impact June, July, August signing from Steve Kime. Maybe he lost his fastball to some aspect. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think there was a big change. There was a significant change when BA left this organization, you know, yeah. going from 2017 to 2018 and then beyond that uh, Steve Kime had to relearn how to be a general manager, had to learn how to be a general manager in the NFL without you know, Bruce Arians being there without Bruce Arians with this endless amount of contacts, coaching wise, player wise. And with that, you know, maybe that was more of a product of of VA, you know, it was, it was it Bruce Arians, the one that was saying, Hey, go out there, get me, get me Jonathan Abraham. I've seen him so many times. I I bet he's got a lot left to think Dwight Freeney. He's still got that spin move in in a, in a rotational role. He's going to be a guy that's going to be able to go out there and supplement our pass rush with Calais Campbell and, and the rest of the guys on the defensive line. You know, was that more a product of BA? Because I they, they worked in concert. Like this isn't an indictment on Steve Kime, but and, and, and Steve Kime fall too much in love with the, the guys, his guys, the guys that he drafted, the guys that he picked up off the waiver wires, the guys that he's brought in. Does he see them? Like I, we knew as, as far as the cornerback room last year that he was going to, that was his ride or die. Like everybody else is saying, you're going to draft a corner, right? You're going to draft a corner because that's the main need. Where, where, when are they going to address the cornerback position? They really didn't. And yeah. it, it was okay for the first half of the season. They actually played really well with Robert Alford, who, uh, you know, was under the radar as far as his impact on this team last year and, and when he went down. So does, does Steve Kime have too much of a love affair with his guys in the building and he doesn't see anybody out there as an upgrade? Like, is he, is he kind of a low key, 
you know, Billy Bean of the Oakland Athletics, where he's just got his own method to his madness, and he's just not going to do what everybody would expect him to do. The the easy move to go out there and and, and you know get your get that pass rush artist and Trey Flowers that would that would bolster your pass rush that you significantly need. Nobody's naive to the fact that there's there's nobody that's a proven commodity outside of Marcus Gold as far as getting to the quarterback on the Arizona Cardinals defense right now. Jordan P with a really good comment in the chat that I want to highlight here is Kime really trying to win it all. I think it's a real question because he got extended for uh, for going nothing and this team has huge holes and he's MIA. I, I here's what I would suggest. I think they're all in season was last year. I think we saw that right with the courting of JJ Watt and trading for Rodney Hudson and AJ Green and they they made a ton of moves right and they were really active. And this year, we talked to Ian Rappaport on the show about a month ago, and he's like, that was kind of their big splashy offseason. And this offseason, they're really determined to see what they have. So I would argue, Jordan P., like kind of yes and no. I don't know if you put Steve Kime in a, in a room without a camera and asked him if he thought this was a Super Bowl team, if he would agree to that. But is it a team with a bunch of young players that you need to determine if they're part of your future or not. I'm talking about Byron Murphy and Zach Allen, some of these guys that we need to see play with two inside backers, Isaiah Simmons, David Collins. And then like, do you need to pivot on certain areas next off season? Right. But I, I don't think this is a Super Bowl team right now. I think it's a borderline playoff team. That's where we sit. Could some moves change that? Uh, I'd be interested in gambling on that. Speaking of gambling, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. You can bet on the Cardinals' week one matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs right now. They're a home underdog at plus three. And if you make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet, potentially up to $1,000, that's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The over-under for the Arizona Cardinals remains, I believe, on DraftKings eight and a half, which is basically, do you think they're going to make the playoffs at nine wins or do you think you're going to, they're going to miss the playoffs at eight or lower? Uh, that's the beauty of DraftKings. They are right on the money. You can bet on that today, right now, as Jupy says in the chat right now, uh, current roster hole, what's the biggest hole in the roster? Uh, I want to lean cornerback, but pass Russ is so young, not guaranteed outside of golden wall, supersede all that and say, if Rodney Hudson retires, it is center. But if we're assuming Rodney Hudson plays bull Brock, uh, I, I don't – I'm always somebody that – give me an elite pass rush over an elite group of corners. Cardinals for yeah. years and years and years had Dominic Rogers, Cromartie, and Pete Patrick Peterson, but they couldn't rush the passer worth a shit. And it didn't matter because that group got torched anyway. Give me all the pass rushers. And mm-hmm. even you made a great point. It's like their, their secondary was what it was right now, assuming they bring back Robert Alford. But because they had Chandler Jones kicking ass and Marcus Golden and Watt when he was healthy – that hit a lot of flaws. So I would say right now to me, like they haven't done anything to upgrade their pass rush, you know, outside of a couple, you know, mid round picks. Lots of uh, hot takes in the chat right now. Seattle's going to have a better record than the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. You want, I'll take that bet right now. I will take that bet right no now. Side. Don't you do it <laughs> on that four peaks kick. Yeah. I don't. And, and if you do that on the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, app, I, I encourage you to use it for sure, but you're just lighting money on fire. If, if you think that's, that's going to happen, that's not happening. And you know, the Jimmy G rumors, that's probably not going to come to fruition, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the Arizona Cardinals is I, I see in there also that Kyler's rookie contract was wasted. How is it wasted? They were the worst organization in 2018 by far. The roster was atrocious. 
and the fact that they're in the postseason in 2021. It, it, this wasn't Patrick Mahomes taking over a playoff roster that Alex Smith was the quarterback for the previous season. This wasn't, you know, Carson Wentz in, in that roster with Philly that was littered with with guys that were already there that was like seven and nine and then going 13 and three and then Wentz having that MVP caliber year before tearing his ACL. Like this roster was the bottom of the barrel as it gets. Like they didn't, they haven't wasted Kyler Murray's rookie contract. They had to get creative as far as getting competitive early because they were in such a hole they got the quarterback position right they got the wide receiver position right by bringing in deandre hopkins and then they had to figure things out i'm, I'm not i'm not a believer that this has been a failure like we we've seen success stories with teams using utilizing the rookie contract but nobody's been in a bigger hole than the Arizona Cardinals. That includes the Cincinnati Bengals who made it to the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow in a second season. So I, I disagree with that. I strongly disagree with that. Uh, the one thing I'm curious about, and we kind of, it was part of the conversation we we're having in the first segment, Johnny, is like, is Steve Keim, is he weary of bringing on a veteran, especially on the defensive side of the football, because they were going to stand in the way of guys he's drafted and their development? Because we know how his defensive coordinator utilizes veterans versus how he utilizes guys that are being drafted and developed. Isaiah in the chat says, Johnny, I noticed your left eye is red. Uh, I wish I was on that OGs, Isaiah. I'm actually <laughs> trapped in the Midwest right now where my allergies are running wild, but I am persevering for you and our brethren here at PHNX. So uh, appreciate the shout out. Soul Pancakes, why is the O-line always a major hole? Great question. Uh, if you've been a fan, anytime after the late 70s, early 80s, you've, you've always been able to ask yourself this question. Um, look at the Bengals. They made it. Um, I would argue, look at what the char the Chargers have done the best of any team, in my opinion, of surrounding their quarterback with premier offensive line talent. Back-to-back -back years in the draft, they get Rashawn Slater, they get Zion Johnson. See what that does for their running game with Justin Herbert this year. It's a it's a hole because Steve Kime has trouble drafting the position and then subsequently ignores it. Um, but, Bo, I think well, you're, we'll you're on. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, so far, it's, it's the same – uh, trajectory is, is Kyler. It's playoffs year three. I mean, for as great as Justin Herbert's been, and nobody's been better as far as passing touchdowns to start off an NFL career, he still hasn't been in the postseason yet. He's 0 for 2. Pretty much had, you know, at the extra game, he was 9 and 8. Kyler went 8 and 8 his second season and, and was on the outside looking in. I, he's poised. Like, this is, it's a very good Chargers team, but they still have to figure it out in year three with Herbert and, Holt and crew. Like, they still have to win a bunch of games. It's like we always – I grade – we grade Kyler Murray on a curve because he played in the toughest division and he got to the playoffs yeah. in the toughest division. Same thing I think goes for, for the Chargers and Tom Telesco and uh, and that group of guys led by Justin Herbert. And I would say on the flip side, like I, I would not be surprised if Kime and Michael Bidwell behind closed doors say, hey, we can take a little bit of a deep breath here. We survived the gauntlet of the NFC West. We made the playoffs last year. The NFC is down. That's not news. That's common knowledge. The Cardinals would not be a playoff team in the AFC. They are a playoff team, I believe, right now, or a borderline playoff team in the NFC. Maybe they feel like they've earned a transitional year. But looking back to prior years, Bo Brock, get back to the conversation of time time signings. And I thought to myself today, I was like putting a list together. When was the last significant July, summer, time time signing? So I put this list together, and I – 
these are notable kind time signings like came in and had a significant impact role were a starter on that team enough so to say like it's a good move by Steve Kime. Carlos Dansby is probably the most notable. I cheated a little bit because this was in May 2013 should have been a pro bowl or all pro that year. And before he yeah. left again for the Browns, he was fantastic that year. First year with BA. That was his first time coming back. Eric Winston, July of 2013, John Abraham, who made the pro bowl. God Kime, Eric Winston, John Abraham, Jermaine Gresham, uh, or excuse me, Dansby, Winston, Abraham, all in 2013. All after April. That's fantastic. Jermaine Gresham, Chris Johnson, a couple offensive guys in 2015. Dwight Freeney, October. And then Tremont Williams in 2017. And then I think the most notable, you guys correct me if I'm wrong here, Kelvin Beecham, who parlayed a uh, July 2021-year deal to a two-year contract. He's still under contract. He's maybe on certain Sundays the best offensive lineman the Cardinals have at right tackle. We didn't get one last year. We didn't get mm-hmm. one so far this offseason. Like, wh- where do you think the magic has gone with these time time signings? Has it gone for good? Well, I'll get back to my point. I, I think that it's because Cliff Kingsbury doesn't have a stable of guys. He doesn't have guys that he's watched from the sidelines and, and developed connections with throughout his career because he came from the Big 12. He didn't have a long tenure like Bruce Arians did. When he came in in 2013, you see a ton of those names in 2013. That's when we're this roster. That's when the Kime and BA era began. And they made an absurd amount of moves. I mean, it was like in their first calendar year, it was unbelievable. They made something like it was like over 100 transactions. Like they just completely churned that roster. So things have certainly changed. And, and obviously, who the head coach is and how Kime, I'm sure, either interacts or doesn't interact and take, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's thoughts on who they should go get. And I think that plays into it. Also, you, you look into a lull there, like really starting in 2017, it was, uh, you know, it's Wilkes. It, there wasn't a whole lot of winning. Like, did, did they just feel like, hey, we're not close, so why are we going to go out there and, and pay? I think, I think so. Some, some money, right? And, I mean, Calvin Beecham was a necessity because that offensive line, certainly they needed it. They just got DeAndre Hopkins that offseason. There was higher expectations, and they needed to protect Kyler Murray after being sacked, what, 50 times his rookie year. It was, a, it was a nice, savvy signing. But, yeah, it's interesting they didn't make one last year. But look, they, I, I got to think this is the return of the kind time signing. Where right? is it? Because I need it. it. Yeah, Where is it? I, I need it too. Inject it in my veins. Boil it down. Let's go. I, I need it, man. <laughs> Let's go. You know what we got, though? We don't have a kind time signing, but we do have a super chat. Jupy, realistic dream signs and contract restructures. Are you asking us our realistic dream signings right now? We can play that game. Um, you know, we, we talked about it in the first segment. I mean, if you could somehow convince Odell Beckham to come here, I don't care what you'd have to pay him on a one-year contract, and you said we're keeping the seat warm for uh, a certain other All-Pro and DeAndre Hopkins when he comes back. That wouldn't mm-hmm. bother me at all. And you just tell AJ Green, like, sorry, man, you, you're just you're <laughs> gonna ride the bench. That to right. me, you can never have the NFL is about right now having the quarterback, getting after the opposing quarterback, protecting him, and then flushing him with weapons, weaponry. And you can never have enough, in my opinion. If Ordo Beckham wants to come here and hang out in Paradise Valley and kick it with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Like Devin and Booker stick it, and Devin Booker and stick <laughs> right? it to the Rams who haven't prioritized him. They, they got Allen Robinson. Like you, you tell me you wouldn't be fired up for at least one year to have him on your team, on your roster, because again, you're going to be trotting out 
midseason when D-Hop comes back. Hopkins, Hollywood, Odell, Rondell Moore. I mean, I to me, that's a that would be a lot of fun. It probably wouldn't be the best team building, but if if I'm dream signings, yeah, it's gonna get me more fired up to bring Odell Beckham than somebody like Joe Hayden or somebody like that. For sure. I mean, that's that's the Madden formula, right? That's playing Madden football on on mm-hmm. uh, on Xbox or PlayStation, whichever console you're stand for. I would say Sega Genesis, that would, yeah. It would, <laughs> exactly. You've got uh, and the red zone offense would be unstoppable. Like yeah. what what he did and boosted the uh, the Rams offense. The red zone was unreal last year. Like they were unstoppable with Cooper Cup and Cam Akers getting healthy. Like with the, with Kyler Murray, James Conner, you know Zach Ertz, Trey McBride, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, it, who do you who do you zone in on? Like they he, they would be unstoppable. It really and would. He, and- the shitty part is, is I feel like you'd be doing it in part to block him from going back to the Rams. Like sure. I feel like, doesn't that feel inevitable? Like he's going to resign with them. Yeah, or or just another NFC contender. You know, does does Aaron Rodgers like after a preseason game like say shit? I don't have anybody. Like nobody's like who have you brought yeah, in? But does he want to go back to the cold weather deal? I don't You're know. You're giving man. me I, Sammy Watkins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's not Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's even considered going back to Cleveland. There's been, you know, rumors about that. Uh, so, I, I, I get it. Uh, but J.C. Treader right now becomes the priority with, you know, Correct. Uh, what you're what, what you're kind of – the pulse of the Rodney Hudson situation, you know, it doesn't seem like he's coming back. I mean, you, you have to prioritize getting the best center for this offensive line. I mean, we're already weary about the interior of this offensive line right now think you know with you know this hail mary chance that rodney hudson comes back you got to get somebody in there that's going to be you can't have lasidious smith your sixth round or seventh round pick as your starting center you can't slide justin Pugh to learn at 32 years old a brand new position so uh i think jc treader as boring as it is that's probably your priority and let for god's sake let's get robert alford back on the roster at some what are we waiting for I don't I think maybe they're waiting for like the first week at camp to really see how shitty this second tier group of corners <laughs> is and then their guy guys come on let's get what old number 27 back is that what he wears I can never remember he was 23 um, he was 23 uh, yeah can't remember his number but I did guys remember to get my covid-19 vaccine and despite my allergies I'm feeling great right now covid-19 vaccines are free for everybody 5 and older those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Also, uh, guess where I'm going for dinner tonight? Meet some friends, going to get a couple drinks, great food, Four Peaks Brewery, hitting the old 8th Street location. Going to have myself a good time, going to get a nice wow. Of course, it benefits the Joy Bus, great charity. I mean, at Four Peaks, everything they do is right, you know, and including their partnership here with us, PHNX, our draft party, NHL draft party was fantastic last Thursday. We've got more and more great events coming up at Four Peaks. Of course, you got to be 21 or older and to enjoy responsibly. Speaking of enjoying responsibly, OGs, OGs, we love this partnership as well. OGs, they just launched their first ever seasonal flavor it's limited editions you can get it now it's the only time of year you can get it. it's pina colada it's the perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend make sure to check them out on instagram at ogs brands and of course check them out on their website ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-z brands.com you can find their products at your local dispensary 
And just like Four Peaks, you must be 21 or older to purchase. Well, what I want you to do tonight when you're at Four Peaks, I, w- I want you to pour one out. Not much, but pour one out for the hypothetical Andy Isabella for Nikhil Harry trade oh. scenarios. Because those, my friend, are dead and buried along with perhaps the career of both wide receivers. But I digress. Nikhil Harry was traded right before this show kicked off today. Not for a 2023 seventh round pick. No, no, no. A 2024 seventh <laughs> went to New England via the Chicago Bears. Nikhil Harry goes from New England to Chicago. It's a salary dump. Harry was due, I believe, just under $3.2 million in the last year of his contract, which means I do not think we will see the former Sun Devil make it back to Arizona. We just got done talking about the robust wide receivers the Cardinals have. They mm-hmm. opted to add Hollywood Brown, who went. I think seven picks ahead of him back in 2019. Isabella remains on the Cardinal roster, and I tweeted this out. I think we have our template now for our Andy Isabella trade starter pack. You want <laughs> you want to trade Andy Isabella? You're getting a seventh round pick, not this year, not next year, maybe the year no. after it, and you, and you will yeah. like it. Multiple years down the road, right? Oh man, can we get an eighth round pick for Andy Isabella, even though it doesn't exist? Can we just, yeah, just to say we got something for him in yeah. return, or somebody could just take his his salary off the roster, which would he would be a couple hundred thousand, right, against the cap? Would it would yeah. it's not nearly like he was a second round pick? To I Harry. mean, Harry's cap hit is like a real cap hit. Isabella's right. not. I mean, Isabella was like the one of the last picks of the second. Nikhil Harry was the last pick in the third. I'm pulling it up over the cap right yeah. now. He's 1.4 million. Um, that's his cap number, and then against the cap, he'd have like three hundred thousand in dead money, and like dead you'd be shed, you'd be shedding about a million bucks. So, I mean, the right. Cardinals have cap space; they can keep him around or not. But I mean, you showcase him. We tried that last year. Remember, we tried to showcase Andy, and then he got COVID and he missed the preseason. And they're like, "Shit, we got to keep him. We can't, we can't offload him now." Maybe this is the year when we're at the red and white practice spell. And we're standing there. Maybe it's like we got a showcase. I can't Come on, this number anymore. Seventeen. If it's showcase like fool me once, seven. this is this is fool, fool me seventeen times at, at this point. Anymore. I'm over it. No, no. Let's just let's just let's just end this. But here, here's what I will say about this trade: how it, how it does impact the Arizona Cardinals. You ready for this? It doesn't no. mean the Bears are all in or anything. Like Robert Quinn is still very available. Them trading a 2024 seventh round pick for a guy who wore out his welcome as a first round pick with the Patriots doesn't mean that the Bears are like, we're all in, baby. Here we go. Robert Quinn is still available. Let's keep that dream alive because I think Robert Quinn would be a great addition to the Arizona Cardinals pass rush. What did we see earlier, third and a fifth? Sure, let's do it. You know, the compensatory pick, beautiful. You know who is the sixth highest paid player on the Bears? The sixth highest paid player on the Bears this year, Justin Fields. In the second year of his rookie contract where he was taken, I think, in the teens, his yeah. con- his cap hit this year is $4 million bucks. The Bears have $23 million in cap space. They're going to be top 10, top five in cap space, if not higher, last year. And Remember Angelo Blackman? He's on the Bears. Yeah. I, I'd be interested. We could play a game down the line of who's on the Bears this year. This is 100% a flyer on a guy who had some talent once upon a time. Who He was like a certified first-round pick. That's the, I was talking to my dad about this before the show. Like, mm-hmm. like Nikhil Harry was a real caliber NFL prospect that should have gone where he went. He mm-hmm. went to 
he dominated the Pac-12. I think he was a borderline All-American. He had physical traits at 6'4", 225 that like translated. The right. shitty part about the Isabella scenario is like I, I know was a healthier true. version of DK Metcalf. Like he right. was healthy yeah. during his college career. Where he was DK a wasn't. and you ask anybody, ninety yeah. percent of draft pundits said way better prospect than DK Metcalf. The issue with Andy Isabella is DK Metcalf was available, and you rolled the dice on a kid who went to a small school whose physical attributes are very similar to like the guy at Panera Bread or somebody like that. <laughs> now that's pro- that's very disrespectful. I apologize, but he brother uh, Numsy in the chat says Nikhil was dope at ASU. He was, um, but that's a worse beat for the Patriots who cannot address receiver to save their life. We'll see how he does with the Bears. I'm rooting for him. I like Justin Fields. That's a nice tandem. Love to be able to watch that. Those two on a yeah, like of guys to root for. I like Justin yeah. Fields, just the person and the prospect, and I like Nikhil Harry. I don't like Andy Isabella, the player, not the person. Get off my team, but get here to go PHNX, PHNX Cardinals podcast. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Check us out, gophnx.com. Check out the great work of our many talented peers, Gerald and Craig, writing about the NHL draft, writing about the continued pursuit of Kevin Durant. We're going to be on site for training camp. Bo's going to be cranking out articles left and right about all the breakout players for the Arizona Cardinals. You can only read that at gophnx.com. Check us out, PHNX Sports, on YouTube. Pick up some merch. I think they're going to give us a new shirt to plug before the start of the 2022 season. But until then, load up on all the phenomenal merch. We've got the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Until tomorrow, we've got an audio-only podcast dropping. We will see you on the flip side. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great evening. Talk soon.